It's Thursday. I'm Andrew Dow. Time for Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. We are sponsored today by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com. Joining us today, Mr. Steve Glick. Dave Retiner is out at home with his new baby. Congratulations, Dave. And our guest today, return guest, John Healy, whose birthday it is. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you very much. Glad to have <laughs> you back on the show. What's going Glad on? Glad to be here. Um, yeah, so uh, first of all, yeah, happy birthday and, uh, and happy fall. Like, good time of year. Things are picking up here where, you know, everybody that we've talked to says business has been pretty busy. How's it been for you? It's been good. It's been very active. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people. We've had good weather. The weekends have been tough with the rain, but it seems like during the week, we still have people coming out here and, and, and looking at houses. So um, that's kind of interesting. I think if we had the, the good weather on weekends, we'd probably be very busy. <laughs> but uh, all things considered, uh, you know, worldwide and, and, and financially, we're, we're doing okay. I mean, it's, it, when the weather is good, people realize this is a great place to be. Yeah. And obviously, you know, today it's sunny. There's barely any wind. It's going to be in the 60s. I mean, you know, for mid to late October, that's this beautiful. It. Yeah. It's the best time of year. Yeah, it really is. I, I, yeah, I love it out here. Now. Uh, so <clears throat> you, have a, a, you have a great listing. I just want to bring this up real quick before we get into some other stuff. But 397 Sag Main. Green Ridge Cottage. Um, this is an unbelievable property. It's a, a beautiful an four and a half location. acre piece of property in the heart of Sagaponic. It's uh, we just reduced it down to sixteen point nine. It is, you know, it's it's a it's a legacy property, if I could steal that term from yeah. Eddie Brule. <laughs> um, it is uh, it's fa- it's fabulous. It's and iconic. It's right there in Sagaponic. You can't miss it. Everyone, no, you drive it, past. You can't it, miss it. It's if you're old, in Sagaponic. You drive past it every right. day. And it's 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 uh, eighteen ninety seven construction, but. Beautifully done, historic, but there's a lot you can do to it that they've already got permits to do a beautiful, beautiful renovation. And really a big bonus is it has two other living structures on the property. One of them is is a two-bedroom cottage uh, with a bathroom and, and, and two-car garage and full wow. basement. So it's like another house. Yeah. And you can't do that today. You can't apply for that today. You'll never get it. So it's super special. And um, the right person's uh, going to charge through there and... Then everyone's going to look back and say, gee, I, I might have seen that, but why didn't I pick up on that? <laughs> what would you do with it if, it was your, you, know, if you had the opportunity? I would, I would probably um, do a renovation. And uh, what I see is a renovation that's probably going to go for maybe you know, three or four mil. Mm-hmm. And that would, would cover all the structures, but it would cover really the uh, increasing the size of the kitchen and, and modifying some of the walls and stuff internally to make it flow yeah. uh, for today's market. Um, uh, you don't have to touch the property because it's obviously, you know, it's all cleared. Yeah, it's pristine. Plenty of, plenty of uh, specimen trees and, and hedges and, and, and lawn, obviously. It's about three, three and a half acres of lawn. That's a um, But I, I think it's more about just making the, the main house um, a little bit different for today's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And sort of just you know sprucing up the other structures because it has that like quintessential Hamptons look. You know what I mean? You yeah, you don't want to get rid of that. You don't want to change that. You want to keep that and just you know freshen it up and brighten mm-hmm. it up and bring it up to speed. That's all. So I don't. I don't. You know, I'm surprised someone hasn't picked on it yet. But um, you know, we've been very close, and and I think it'll happen. It's 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 not you know like everything does sell as you know, and it always has in the past. And I just think this one is. There, there, there aren't other properties like this, so right. 
someone will, someone will realize that and pick that up. I feel like that's one of those things that if you don't jump on it now, when somebody does, you'll look back and you'll see the changes they made and you go, oh, oh, you should've. say, I could have had that. Yeah, exactly. had. I don't disagree because everyone that drives by acres. and all the neighbors have been there and a lot of people in the neighborhood have been yeah. by to look to upgrade and so on and, and, and they just haven't pulled the trigger. But of course, they'll be jealous when someone does and they'll say, wow, look what they did. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned, top of the show, this is your birthday. Uh, you can tell us or not tell us what, you know, how old you are, but safe to say you've been in the real estate game for a little while. We were talking before we, we hit the record button here about how much things have changed. Um, how many years have you been doing real estate? Uh, 27, 27, 27 years. Okay. So what did it look like when you started and what does it look like, you know, comparatively, what's the biggest change maybe you've seen? Uh, the good biggest, bad, I guess. The, 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 well, I think it's all worked towards good mm-hmm. um, because moving through internet, websites, the ease at which you can, um, I can list something and get it out there for everyone to see mm-hmm. on the internet mm-hmm. uh, and the ease that buyers can, can, you know, hit a couple of buttons and they can see a, vi- a wide variety of real estate out here. I think what's interesting is that when I started, it was it was it seemed looking back very rudimentary. Uh, we had a computer that had data; it was very raw data, no pictures. Um, basically, you know, not even taxes. It just would say how many bedrooms, bathrooms, maybe square footage. If the agent went out and measured, hmm. um, it was it was really. And this computer, was it just one computer that everybody had access to? Yeah, I think everyone had the same system. I wish I could remember what it was called, okay. but it was it was kind of like a, you know, AX3000 or something. Very, <laughs> very... Names, yeah. it was just like letters and numbers. It was all black yeah. and white. There was no color. <laughs> and so uh, what was interesting, as we were talking earlier, uh, and this has nothing to do with really the sort of COVID hangover, but back then... Um, you didn't have a way of advertising other than in local papers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the media was very minimal. We didn't have the, the luxury magazines we have today. We didn't have the luxury real estate magazines we have today. Mm-hmm. And so it was local papers. And if you lived in New York or New Jersey or Connecticut and said, look, you know, let's go look for some real estate in the Hamptons by the beach, you drove out mm-hmm. and you probably didn't have any clue what was what until you got here and picked up a couple of the rags when you got a coffee or whatever. Right. And really what you did was you walked into a real estate office and basically said, look, we were looking for a house. This is our budget. Where can we be? Can we be close wow. to the beach? This. Yeah. And so if as an agent, if you were not in the office, you didn't pick up the business. Um, and so one of the biggest changes I've seen, and, and of course COVID pushed it even further, is that you can do so much work at your home office or not in the office. Um, as a negative to me, I miss the, the, the camaraderie and the chit chat that went every day all the time when everyone was in the office. Yeah. Everyone was talking about real estate, they were talking about the next thing and, and what sold, and, and then everyone would get in a car together and go and look at a piece of property that someone suddenly said, hey, I think I'm, I'm gonna list this. Um, so there was a lot of, of, of hands-on R&D and discussion. Mm-hmm. And I think now it's hands-off right. because it's all on the computer. And so we all just go right to that computer, we can go on our phone, in our car, we can on our laptop, our iPad, whatever it is, and get a great deal of work done. So I think the success and efficiency obviously has been increased due to, due to the uh, technology. Um, I'm one of the few people probably out there that m- misses the days of no cell phone. 
<laughs> no, I really miss the yeah. days of not having a cell phone and and just having to, you know, even as a child or whatever. And, and I tell this to my kids that are grown kids. Um, you know, you, you don't understand that if, if, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, what happens if you got into a car accident or, or, or something happened to you, you know, in the evening or during the day? You know, the answer was you walked to the nearest house and said, can I borrow your phone? I need right. to call my mom or my yeah. dad or call home. <laughs> and I think that it just gave us all a little bit more. It felt like it was more freedom, even though people say cell phones give you freedom. It gives you freedom from business, but it doesn't give you freedom from from growing up, in my opinion. I just think that it was better to be able to hop on your bike and ride your bike. And that was your freedom. And, and yeah. you learned so much in a different way. I miss it. But, uh, you know, you, you move on. And for business, I don't miss it because that computer program was would never work today. And, right. and I think, you know, we, we're, we're soldiers. We, we, we need to be out in the trenches, too. And I like to drive around and look at houses and, and go and see the open houses and so on. Whereas if you're in the office all the time waiting for someone to walk in, you're which doesn't it. really happen yeah. too often anymore anyway, um, you, you're missing out on a lot of other stuff. Too. Now, John, would you say you're more successful now than with with technology, right? You're able to now, if you get a listing, you're able to now push it out there all over the world, right, to, yeah. to buyers because of technology. So that would, oh, no, without a doubt, without a doubt without right, a doubt, the technology. Every agent is successful because of that. Yep. And I think that's why you get, you know, um, you know, back then the agents were, to be honest, I mean, it seemed like everyone was out of college or something that I was with, mm. the first company I was with, which was Cook Pony Farm. And I look around at all the agents that were there and they were, you know, college graduates or whatever and so on. And I think that um, there was sort of, it was, it was more of your personality that helped sell as well as knowledge, obviously. Okay. But we had to dig up our own knowledge in a, in a much more rudimentary way because it wasn't on the computer. Mm -hmm. So if someone taxes, we, you know, when you went to took a list, take a listing, you really wanted everything you could get from that seller because you, you know, you have your tax. So show me I your would tax. imagine some of the information that's out, out there was inaccurate, right? Like now, oh, uh, there was, like you can measure, yeah, you can yeah. get someone, you can measure floor plans through your phone. Right. You can measure room dimensions using your, your phone and you could look at surveys and, and you can get a lot of information, um, you know, more, accurate information now than in the past. It was like made up. Well, you relied like. on information from the seller. Right. So if you sat down with them, unless they had the survey with them or so on, you know, you'd say, how big is your property? They would, you know, <laughs> look around and basically go, I don't know, an acre? <laughs> yeah. And you'd be know. like, wait a minute, I, you know, we need to have real fact. So yeah. I do think yeah. that a lot of our information was probably inaccurate just because of the technology. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot more footwork to do to, you know, we went to town all the time and you go to the tax road, tax department, you know, wow. the assessor's office and say, I'm looking up this property on one you know, 125 Main Street. What are the taxes? Do you have any information on it? Do they have a CO? I mean, like you physically did all that. Obviously now you just go into GIS or you go into the computer and it's all there. So it's, it's the efficiencies. And I think that's across the board in the world with, with business Yeah, is that the efficiencies of the internet of, of computers, technology, cell phones, you know, everything, everything is at our fingertips. And that wasn't that way back then. So John, you've been doing it for 20 something years. Where, where do you see the next 20 years going? What's the future <laughs> now? Like, yeah. well, like what's going to happen 20 years from now, like how's it going to change? I, obviously AI is, is the next, 
you know, AI, big okay. thing that's going from black and white computer to or TV to color TV. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big, big change. Um, and, 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 you know, right now it's unregulated. It, there's, there's so many companies trying to do so many things with it. Um, I really thought we were going to see more of a change with the 3D models where you had 3D printers that were able to print mm-hmm. up, you know, there's, I guess there's a guy that printed a house. Yeah, I saw and he, that. And he, mm-hmm. he, he lives in his own house that he printed from a 3D printer. I mean, I thought that would have sort of been a little bit more widespread the way it took off. And maybe I'm not paying attention, but it, for real estate, it isn't. Right. Whereas I think AI, it seems like it's going to fit well in a lot of ways. Um, tricky, though, because you can really make something look and sound great. Right. I've played with the uh, the chat GBT AI, and I'll tell you, I, my speeches are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that weird? It's like, even my though I'm not a good speechwriter. I sound so smart in my emails. Where was that when I was writing papers in college? Like, Where was that when I was doing my application for college? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah know, exactly. I would have been accepted it's, to all the Ivies. It's exciting to see, like, you got to embrace technology. And here at the firm, like, we're always looking at the AI and figuring out how we can incorporate that into our business to just make our agents and our staff more effective in delivering messages and getting, you know, either data or analytics, or like you said, just copywriting, just those are just like, that's just a surface of what it's going to do. So I'm curious to see where it is going to be in the next 20 years, but just seeing it from, you know, my career and from marketing, how much, you know, the marketing side has, has grown from the photography, right? We just had a basic, uh, point and shoot cameras now to these really, you know, 4k cameras shooting high def photography where you can get your coloring and everything exact. Then we go into the videos, right? That, that you're doing, Andrew, where we're actually shooting a video for the property. But even before that, I'm going to talk about aerial photography. I remember if you wanted an aerial of, of a property, someone would physically go up in the plane, stick their head out of the window Mm. with their camera and, and click the button to try to get that photo. Now you, you're sitting in the office, you, you have a little remote control and you're flying a drone around to get that same type of shot. You forgot something. Yeah, they had to then go process their film after oh, they film. The okay, there you go. Yeah, to, not to a dark right, room, film. which so. is going to be like that's like uh, ancient technology. To, no, that's to it. The no, the generation. dark room that everyone has is now their office. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just like photoshopping too. It's like when I see the staff when they photoshop a sky or a green grass. I remember even you know call it 15, 20 years ago, we were doing it. It was just. You click blue, that's a sky, grass, and you just put green. Now it's really, like, you can't even tell that they're, how they're bad photoshopping. When, we, it, when you know? we would put water in a pool back then, how yeah. bad did that pool look like? You're like, what is that? Yeah. Well, it was just a rectangle, and you just Artist fill, rendering. You fill it with blue. You know, there is no shadowing. Now there's a reflection there. You could see through the water and see the steps and the little lights and, and the granite, marble, whatever is in there. It's like they, these, these, the staff here really does an amazing job making it look so real. You can't even tell the difference. So we have to put disclaimers on it because it's like you're not going to be able to know what's real and what's not. Well, to to Andrew Saunders' credit, and uh, you know he he's always looking to to stay current with with whatever the latest trends are in technology and everything. And I remember when I moved up here, <clears throat> I guess it was about six years ago, and before I was working here full time, I was going around to, to any business. I was like, hey, like, can I do a video for you? do some drone work and people would look at me like, well, why do I need that? And I was like, well, it's good for your website, for social media. Like, and I was pitching them on all, like why they should have this. And it was like such a foreign concept. Now 
it's like everybody's trying to do it. When I walked in here, Andrew was like, that would be really beneficial. Let's see what you got. And he gave me like a couple projects to do. And before long, it was a full-time job. And, and now it, it's a necessity. Like yeah, it now does like, now you you're, you see, so you're doing it for, Hey, I'm going to do it for properties over $10 million. The high end properties get a video. Now it's every property. If it's a $500,000 home, we need a video. We need, you know, video. We we need, need the drone. drone. We need photoshopping. We need all the, all the assets. And that goes for every single property that we represent because that's what's required and needed. The agents need those tools to put it on social media, to put it online and just send it to their customers. It's amazing to see where the marketing and the technology has gone and then where it's going to go. Like what even, I can't even, even like imagine. Five years from now, where AI is and where that all, how that all ties in. It goes um, quickly. It does. You think about it yeah. with, with the internet and, and even cell phones. I mean, cell phones, they went really quickly. I do miss the flip phone because it was so convenient. So easy, yeah. Fit in your pocket, but I know. it's not practical because the screen was tiny. But um, I, I do think that, you know, technology it feeds on itself. So it's going to be even quicker. It's just, it's like, it's like a, a ball rolling yeah. downhill. Yeah. It mm -hmm. just keeps on accelerating. And then that's why if you don't, you know, AI came about and people were like, oh, I don't know. But by the time they said, I don't know, it was a whole bunch of people were using it yeah. saying, this is awesome. So you, you've got to be quick to jump on the bus because the bus is going faster. Yeah. You got to <laughs> embrace it and figure out a, a way that it could be useful to you. I mean, I'm sure AI and all these tools have a lot. There's a lot it can do. But you just got to strip it out and figure out how I can use this to my advantage and help me save time. Because if if AI is, is helping you save time with just a simple thing of writing copy, that's going to free up more of your time to focus on something else. So these tools are all there to just help you. It's all a tool. It's all a tool. Uh, so before we get too far into the future, let's look at the week. What do you got as far as the, the market? All right, good, good segue there. Right? <laughs> uh, so over the past week, there were 20 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk. Last year, there were 27. So that's a decrease of 26%. So it's kind of a slow week. In 2021, there were 46 listings that went into contract. So that's a decrease of 57%. The breakdown of the 20 transactions this week, there was two between 10 and 20 million, eight between two and three million, five between one and two million, and five under one million. The dollar volume was 56 million compared to last year of 66 million. So that's a decrease of 15%. In 2021, the dollar volume was 168 million with a decrease of 67%. New listings coming onto the market. This is has been the uh, constant theme every week. There's more listings that are coming on than that are going into contract. So this past week, there were 38 new listings. So that increases the listing inventory by 18. And the breakdown of the 38, there was three, three over 20, six between 10 and 20, five between five and 10, 10 between three and five, seven between two and three, six between one and two, and one under a million, only one new listing under a million dollars this week. The inventory is at um, 1,900 total listings with 1,459 active, 440, 440 in contract. So again, more listings are continuously coming onto the market. Talk about things changing quick. I remember like when I first started, under a million was attainable out, out east, east of the canal, you know, and, yeah. and now... I mean, I don't know where that one. Look at it. I mean, look. Is. All right. It's so like, look at look at the why? breakdown of the things that went into contract this week. There was eight, uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen between one and three, right? And then coming onto the market, there was thirteen between one and three. 
under a million, there was only five under a million that went into contract and only one new listing under a million. So under a million is, is a hard thing to find out here in the Hamptons, for sure. you know, for sure. Um, and that's, the, that's how it's going to creep up. And so these numbers under a million are going to, I mean, you can't go lower than one. So you talk about media, so you're talking about median price, mm-hmm. right? Right. Do you remember when the Peconic land tax was first formed? Not really. Or brought to the desk. I, I don't. I'd never heard of it when I bought it my was, first house out I, here. It's got to be <laughs> yeah. probably 17 years ago. Andrew would know. Maybe it was. A, it's a long time ago. I, okay. I'm just throwing it out there. They then picked, of course, for the base, a median price. And it was $250,000. Oh. What I find interesting, and maybe this is subject matter for your next podcast. Okay. Is that they've now had two. They've had an extension and they've had two votes to increase try to increase the percentage and we did they did successfully do that in the last vote in all of those votes they've never carried the 250 minimum up to the today's median price oh yeah and <laughs> but but no voter has actually brought that to oh. the table which so there's no there's no break it astounds me yeah. that and that you know if you're going to raise like you know salaries based on inflation correct or your hourly rate based on That's, inflation. Yep. To to for that to get away, and I know it. it listen, it's more tax, more 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 money there right, for the for the right. file. But the fact is, is that how come locals or whoever's voting doesn't bring that up and say, wait a minute, it should probably be at you know five fifty or six fifty by now, because the whole purpose of it was not to hurt the local in taxing them when they have to buy a house. But two hundred fifty thousand. But that was a long time ago. There, yeah. You could have bought. It should a house. go up higher I mean, than five hundred. I bought my first house for two hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in Wainscott, and it was in nineteen ninety-three, and it was on Sayers Path. Okay, and it was a salt box livable house on half an acre. Man. So, hence, it was affordable. Yeah. And 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 that means other places it was even cheaper, probably. Right. But the fact is, is that when you don't raise the tax base, but you raise the taxes. Yeah, it's not helping the locals at all. Yeah, and, and it's great to keep the open space. I love it. I just think that's an interesting discussion for maybe a future podcast. Yeah, of, certainly, something yeah, to, something to, something to look into. Um, all right, let me uh, let me try to do my best Dave impression with what's going on this weekend, <laughs> and then John can give me his uh, his two cents. <clears throat> Dave usually gets really close to the microphone. Uh, okay, the first thing we have is Hamptons Hour and Bond Talk. This is a bonfire benefiting. Fighting Chance Hamptons. This is Friday, October 20th from 5 to 8 p.m. in East Hamptons. Tickets include access to beach bonfire, games, fall cocktails, food, raffles, and more. The description reads, join us for a fall bonfire event. Tickets include access to what I just said. A portion of the ticket proceeds will be donated to Fighting Chance Hamptons, a free cancer counseling center that supports patients locally. So a good charity there. We also have in Quag the Enchanted Forest Trail, which I have actually brought this is my a kids good one. To. Yeah, I've been there. This is very cool. Good fall activity. Good Halloween type of time uh, at the Quag Wildlife Refuge. This is follow your guide on the Enchanted Forest Trail to meet whimsical, fun, and educational characters. Wear your Halloween costume while learning about animals and nature. Uh, Activities, concessions, crafts, and games all available. This is a great little uh, thing to do in the fall if you have kids. A uh, great little fall event. And if you are looking for something more active, Shelter Island has its 24th annual fall 5K run or walk. 
This is at Crescent Beach, 35 Shore Road on Shelter Island. It's Saturday, October 21st. Entry fees, $40 for adults, $20 for kids 12 and under. Uh, looks like you can sign up or get more information at Shelter Island 5, Shelter Island Fall 5K.com. And the uh, 5K will honor uh, the annual Shelter Island 5K run walk in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month will take place on Saturday the 21st. So there you go. Uh, that's what we have happening this weekend. John, what are you doing? Or what would you do late fall, late October in the Hamptons? Uh, there's a lot to do, but it's not like beach days. It's not like no, go to the beach. No, but there's a lot of fishing to do. It's striped bass season. Right. Uh, so to be honest, whether it's from the beach, I know they've done really well on the ocean side lately, but is even the cut on the open? bay side, the, I don't think the cut's still open. They opened it a while ago, but over by Shinnecock Inlet. Yeah. They've done very well okay. on the beach there and even uh, all the spots in the bay, um, they're starting to produce. Uh, I was out yesterday and the day before and... We're having striped bass tonight. Time to there you go. It's all right. So go fishing if you're uh, if you're into that. So uh, a lot of good events. John, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll have you back on. For and sure. happy birthday, John. And happy uh, birthday. Thank you very much. Yes. And congrats again to Mr. Dave Retiner on the birth of his second child. Absolutely. We'll see you back. Uh, see you back soon, Dave. All right. That's it. Uh, that's everybody. That's the podcast for this week. Everybody have a great weekend. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm.